Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank God it's Friday, and not because it's the end of the work week, it's because it's another podcast day, another day to meet another great guest, to have them share their background, their inspiration, and today we're going to be talking all about fitness and getting your mind right so you can get your body right to be the best version of you that you want to become. So if you're brand new to the show, we're all about overcoming obstacles, we're about defying the odds, and helping you clear whatever is in your path to the desired success that you want. So I am using two computers today. So if it looks like I'm looking all cockeyed, I am because the computer is here, but the camera's over there. So if it looks a little weird, that's why I don't let that mess with you. So if you're joining me on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining the live stream on Facebook, please like and share. And I will have the contact information for my guests. So be sure to follow them and support them in their social platforms as well, because I feel you're going to get a lot out of this episode as we are both in the fitness field. So we'll have no problems talking an hour about this this topic. So if you are brand new, have no idea who I am, why, why you should listen to this show, is about a minute, 18 minutes worth of reasons why. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of front of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. Starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what, like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. You've got to know your work. All right, so for today's teachable moment, and then I'll bring my guest on. So for today's teachable moment, it's going to kind of sound like an oxymoron at first, as I'm saying this, because I provide an external platform for people to come and get motivation and inspiration. But today's challenge is I want you to stop looking externally and to start looking internally. It's like, because everything that you find externally, it's it's all well and good, but your life's not going to change until you look within. 
So you can listen to anything that I say. When I bring my guest on, you can listen to anything that he says. You can find all kinds of different platforms that talk about mindset and clarity and vision and goals and finding your why. And all of that stuff is well and good. But nothing, you're not going to do anything with it until you're ready inside. I deal with this every single day in my fitness facility. I'm sure my guest does as well. And even on these online platforms where people will tune in week after week, week after week, and then take no action. So once you get right inside, then you're going to start taking the actions to get to what it is that you really want. Because like people ask me, like, oh, Rob, you must love fitness. You must love training. It's like, I don't love training. Like, let's let's be, be real. Like, I don't go, oh, I can't wait to go throw those weights around today. I'm not that guy. Maybe some people do, but I love the outcome. I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. And I know for me at 47 years old to still compete at a high level, my body has to be in shape. So, so that's my internal why. And the question is, what's yours? Because the external whys are easy, but what's your internal why? So that's today's teachable moment. All right, so my guest today goes by Cootie Mac. So looking into his backstory, he's got he's got a solid one. We're going to get into it here. And he penned the Be Your Best Daily Philosophy. And so we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about what that is and how it is he got himself into tip-top shape and how he inspires his clients and his audience to be the best versions of themselves. So welcome, David Cootie Mac, to the show. Hey, morning. What's, what's up, brother? Good morning to you. Nice. So first and foremost, thank you for taking time out of your day to come and share with the audience. Uh, much appreciated. Oh, man, this is an honor, man. That, that teachable moment was so true, man. I'm listening to it. And not only have I experienced that on my end as a professional, but just thinking about it about myself. It was yeah. just a nice little moment to reflect. Thank you for that. My, yeah, my pleasure. And, and I went through through that myself. Like, that's why I can speak about that with so much conviction, because I've been there whether it was fitness, because I did let myself go one time in my life. And, you know, I, I blamed, you know, because my ex-wife left, ran out on me and my infant son. I could blame on working too much. I, I was doing all the external pointing. And finally, it's like, dude, you're not making it happen. And then, then, like, once I put that on me, I was able to take the steps, reclaim my health and fitness. And then I made a commitment that I'm never going to go back that way again. Yeah, you know, man. So like I mean, all you that know, stuff is inside. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know. I, somebody said to me the other day, and it wasn't even a direct quote from them, but they were quoting somebody else. But they said, you know, you have to be unreasonably motivated from within versus without. Yes, absolutely. Agree, a hundred percent. God, we we can spend an entire episode on that topic alone. Oh sure. <laughs> all right. So, where, where are you joining me from? So I'm in D.C., Washington D.C., the nation's capital. That's that's where I hail. That's um in my backyard. I mean, uh, since I've been in the States, generally speaking, all roads kind of always come back to DC. I, I, I say that because I'm an immigrant. I uh, came here from the UK, father's Nigerian, mother's Nigerian, Nigerian, but um, British by proxy. And um, I was born in the UK and uh, came here when I was five, lost my accent when I was seven, for better or worse, depending on who you ask and when you ask. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, been and came to the DC area, lived all around here in the DC suburbs. And then, um, you know, once like college came, I went, you know, left and moved around working in the music business, but found myself back in DC now. Right, love it. So what, what do you remember about living in the UK? Oh man. So I remember people being kind. I remember, I remember interestingly enough, 
though I was young, the atmosphere I came up in, my mother was a nurse. She was in nursing school. So nurses are a very special group of people, you know, even more so than doctors. You know, nurses have, you know, even even the worst nurse is still charged with taking care of sick people day in, day out. So there's a level of just empathy, concern, regard that a nurse, anyone that you notice a nurse is always going to have. And so that said, you know, I grew up around a bunch of nurses. And so every every woman was sweet. It didn't matter if they were black, white, Indian, you know, you know, they, they were all just great people. I, I really didn't, I remember just like in my head, I remember it like it was a convent, like they were all nuns. <laughs> And then when I got older, I realized like, oh no, they were all nurses. You know what I mean? They're all in uniform, but it was just, but but it felt the same way. It just everybody's had a spirit about them of kindness. I remember even as young as I was, I remember like the green rolling hills of Scotland. I remember London's weather stinking, but it's still being a place that feels like home to this day. Um, that's what I remember. And I remember like not 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 to veer too far off left, but I remember I remember being regarded because of class and education, not race. Yeah. Like that was something I was introduced to when I got to America. You know, for a lot of my international guests, I that's what I hear. That's what I had. I had a, I had a man, I think he was on my 40th episode. Mm-hmm. He was an Israeli immigrant. And he said that he came here with, with uh, four of his other friends. They had a thousand dollars. And I don't, I don't know if you've heard of Restoration 911. It's one of the biggest cleaning franchises. I was about to say, the, it sounds country. like, a, I was about to say a cleaning company. Yeah, he's the CEO of that. So like oh, wow. he, he, he came here with a thousand bucks in a dream and getting into his backstory, he's like, I don't understand why people say that they don't like this country. He's like, I don't understand all the fighting between the different races of people. He's like, we just came here, went to work and we built something that we could have never built in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's like, I, I don't understand. Oh yeah, America's an interesting dichotomy of of um of ideologies, um and and in an information age like we have in the twenty first century, what we have is a situation where there's so much information coming to everybody more than I think the human beings are really capable of truly digesting, but it's not all BS. So you start to and because America's history is taught from a PR perspective, unlike any other country, and political. You know, like it's always just about like, man, America is great. You know, yeah. it's, it's never like, like you know, you, you, you if you travel abroad, you know, you could go to Germany and a homeless dude who may have nothing to do, like just be like the biggest whatever, Third Reich supporter ever. He knows the Holocaust happened. Yeah. He knows that it was real. He knows that Jews aren't just going, uh, you know, making up some fairy tale or, you know, mm-hmm. looking for pity. Here, you still gotta, you still gotta, it's still being debated on the government level. Like, can we even teach this stuff in school? You know, so that's, that's an interesting thing. So when you don't have that, when history is not really accurately taught, and then it starts to come at you in bits and pieces, you see tangible evidence that this stuff is real, you start going like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I thought you said, and so, and I told somebody this a while ago, and it's an interesting, uh, walk for me because I can't I lived in America most of my life and on site nobody looks at me and goes oh you African are you British are you you know you know nobody like it's it's you know sometimes something might 
come out and some, like somebody's around me long enough to the way I see things or maybe a word I might use vocabulary wise. And then they'll be like, eh, that, that's not a regular black word. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get that. Like, oh, you, you know, so, so but what I'm saying is that but I get uh, but because America does so much uh, evaluation on site, you know, I've gotten the yes. treatment as a black American man in this country. So. I don't disavow any of that. Like, or yeah. you know, I've had, I've participated in that stuff, whether I wanted to or not. So that said, I have the perspective of like going through life as an as a black American male, you know. But then having a perspective, family background, the whole nine, where I'm looking at it from a bird's eye view, and so when I see it, it's it's I understand why. Like 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 your guest was saying, you know, I don't get it. Oh, I get it. Like I, I get it. Like you, there, I can point to some things and tell you exactly why. You know, somebody who's been here the whole time goes, "Yo, man, it's just impossible." But then I also get on the flip side when you come here and don't have any of those, any of that PTSD, any of that history. You just go, "I'm stepping here with this opportunity. I'm gonna believe all this ideology that's being yes. pumped, all this PR. I'm, I'm buying in on it, and I might even benefit from it, depending on where I fall in the demographic lines." And, you know, and it happens because, I mean, that whole dichotomy of like black Americans versus Africans, like, like man, I'm sat split in the middle of that thing, just watching <laughs> the bullets go back and forth <laughs> and understanding why both people are shooting. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. So. um, So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, the country. It's an amazing thing. But the thing I will say about America that that people just don't understand is like the luxury that this country employs. Like when you talk about, and there's abject poverty in this country, don't get me wrong, but yeah. by and large, most the simple things that people expect to have, whether it's Wi-Fi, whether it's running clean water, whether it's cell phone, man, like those things that give you the room to say, you know what, I'm gonna write a story about a two ton green mutant and everybody's gonna buy into it. Somebody's gonna give me $700 million to make the movie just to see if it works. <laughs> yes. You don't have the time to be dreaming about that kind of stuff, you know, in, in most of the rest of the world. I'm talking about like most of the rest of the Western world. You yeah, know, you don't right. have time in Germany to be like, let me dream that up. That stuff only comes from America. You know, like the, all, the Avengers is an America thing, America thing. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's not one major superhero or even, you know, besides soccer, super athlete that like mega paid, mega influential that's coming from anywhere but this country. Because you have the space to be able to say, hey, man, just play basketball for a living. Yeah. Write a song. Make right. a post, invent post-its. <laughs> like, dude, like, you know, you don't even have the room. You're like, bro, I need to figure out where my water is coming from, where my electricity is coming from. So I better get like a degree in something that's tangible and not so ephemeral. Now, the Internet has helped. The yes. internet has helped. The internet has helped it where it's like now because we're getting exposed to everything. So now everybody's got a cell phone, everybody, you know, and now, you know, you're seeing that that creative, that creative burst is starting to come like, like music all of a sudden is now international. you got Nigerian hits that are on American airways and, you know, K-pop and all this stuff. The world's getting a lot smaller and some yeah. people are scared of that. Yeah. See, so you, you said a couple, a, a couple of key things there. So one of them you had mentioned about your upbringing. Cause I, cause I think upbringing is everything. So like I was born in New York city, you know, we moved out of there when I was really young. So I, I don't have very many memories of it, but I did see the project building that we lived in for a bit. And my father actually came up here to Rhode Island 
And he left us there for like six months, I want to say. But he was like, I am not raising my family here. And so he came up here. He got a good paying job building some Marines, you know, bought a house in a rural community, good school. And he just fed us constantly. The, you can be whatever you want to be. He's like, people are going to see the color of your, of your skin. He's like, it's up to you to help them see past it. He's like, be so good that they can't ignore you. He's like, don't get caught up in the nonsense. He's like, because nonsense is going to be there. He's yes. like, it's, it's how you respond to it. Because he's like, it's not just us. He's like, women go through stuff. Disabled people go through stuff. You know, immig immigrants go through things. Like, if people, like, really tall people go through stuff. Really short people go through stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's like, people go through stuff. He's Everybody's like, got their blind spots, man. Yeah, and, he's and, like, and, you just have to the, keep going. Yeah, and the toughest part about it is, and I, and again, I'm saying this because I'm, I'm a good cross-section of all kinds of stuff. And I... Like I said, I lost my accent when I was five, but it was, it was a very intentional situation that happened. And since then, like, I guess they call it code switching. But in my head, it wasn't something I was like absolutely intentionally doing. But I just found myself, OK, in this realm, I need to work, rock this way. And it just is a lot easier. In this realm, I need to rock this way. But I'm cognizant all the time of yes. what's going on and who's perceiving me and what it means and, and how when I manipulate it how it changes how I'm perceived. So yes. the, the, where, where we get stuck nowadays in the 21st century is like everybody has their has their position that I'm not saying is illegitimate. Yes. They got like a reason to be to have beef, but all they're interested in doing is projecting that and finding community and people who actually project that as well. Exactly. No one is really truly interested in hearing the other side. They like they, they want to make quick assessments and boom. And, and I think a lot of that, I'm not one of those people who's anti-social media, but I yeah. do understand as a communications major in school, I do understand what communication is and social media is not communication. Agreed. It's just it's just dissemination of signal. You know, communication, like when you and I are talking, it's like, I say something, I see you nod your head, so you hear what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You'll respond and say something that lets me understand that you understood what I said, and now boom, I've communicated to you. Then that yes. flips when you do it back to me. But in social media, it's like, I got 140 characters to get this out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and then do people like it or not like it? And if they don't like it, I'm teeing off on them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's See, like and and sorry, and where and where people go wrong with that is someone will say something in opposition, and then rather than just sticking to your position, they end up going down that rabbit hole of fighting with this person because they disagree. Like I always say, there's two sides to every story. Really? And, and we all, well, true. And we all don't have to be on the same side. We, and that's we, the thing. Like, we don't have to agree. I'm, I'm way more interested. What I learned after over the last, like, maybe four or five years, I'm way more interested in what in people who don't think like me. I learned from those people more. Because in, in the echo chamber, everybody agrees with me. We all think that, you know, whatever, Prince yeah. is the greatest artist of all time. Okay, cool. That that's that gets boring to me. It's like, I know that already. You're, yeah. I'm not proving nothing by, by restating that. But when somebody goes, man, Prince sucks. And I go, wait, what? Yeah. Do tell. And then, then I'm listening. Well, who do you like? Boom, boom. Well, you don't even like when doves cry. Nah, that song is rotten because. Da -da. And I listen. And I go, wow, somebody is actually capable of thinking the exact polar opposite of me, and it's okay. Who died and said that my opinion is the opinion? Now I have been an opinion leader. One would argue even now I'm an opinion leader. 
Yes. I can tell somebody, look, this is what you should do with fitness. This is what you should not do. This is what you should listen to musically. And this is what you should not listen to. But what I've grown to over the years, I just said, you know what? Somebody else can like something else. Like there's a, again, the internet has shown us that there is a zillion options out there. Yes. You know, there, there are so many options out there and you can find community in any one of them. In any one of them. So what interests me is when somebody doesn't think like me, okay, why? What's your backstory? I'm interested in that. And I think that, that if anything's going to help this country, the world, people in general start to come back together, it's going to be actually sitting still and being willing to empathetically listen to somebody else. Let, let them tell you where they're at. And then hopefully they do the same for you. And then y'all come in the middle like, oh, so you're a human being. I get it. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, see, so I also do a debate show. See, and and this is this is relevant to the topic. So like that's why because like once we switch over into the fitness world, everything we're saying right now is still true for people trying to get fit. Yes. So like that, that, that's why that's why I'm letting the dialogue continue. But uh see the the the, the other side to that too is listen to understand. So as I was saying, I also do a debate show where we talk about critical race theory in schools. We talk about police brutality. We talk about abortion. We talk about the second amendment, you know, like all of those hot button tip uh, topics. And I tell people, it's, th this isn't about a fight. It's like, if you are pro guns, I want to hear why. If you are anti guns, I want to hear why. Like, like our goal, like if I'm pro and you're, and you're um, against, our goal is not to fight. Like, I just want to understand where you're coming from. And then maybe you'll understand where I'm coming from. Like, I'm not looking to change your mind. I hope you're not looking to change my mind because we can disagree. And the way I put it to people, I said, take vacation. You can take that one word, vacation, and you ask 100 people and you'll probably get 100 different responses. Because, like, for me, I love mountains. Some people love the beach. Some people love the casino. Some people want to go overseas. Some people want to go on a cruise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it goes, it goes so many different directions. And um, yeah, I can get you on that show. And it's 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 so awesome. Like to, to hear people. All right, do you think critical race theory should be be in schools? And they'll I'll listen to that. I was like, do you know what it is? What do you think it is? You know, it, it's it's like I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to let you know some of the things I see taught in my local schools here in Rhode Island. I'm not with it. I'm all for teaching the history, like the actual history that I learned in school, because I learned about the slave trade and the slave codes and and Reconstruction and 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 Jim Crow and the Civil Rights Act. Like I learned all of that stuff in school without feeling like I'm born to be eternally oppressed. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, that's my, my stance. Like, what's your stance? Like, can you actually articulate it or are you just regurgitating what you hear on TV? And that's the yeah. thing. Everything's been fed in bite-sized pieces and headlines and everything's breaking news and everything's a hot take and everybody wants mm. to be Scoop Jackson and be you know, <laughs> yes. the first person to say that somebody died. And, you know, it's just, and it's like, really like who, you know, who cares? Like, you know, it's, it's like, what are we really getting at? And I, I learned that too. Like, arguing with people to try to get them to change their mind and, and the whole time realizing that okay but they can't change my mind so what what gives me the audacity to think that i need to change their mind I, i'm more interested in why they think the way they think yeah and i'm getting them, and them to think critically about it and then somewhere in there at least 
just considering or knowing why they feel the way they feel or knowing what they know. And a lot of times you'll find that somebody's information or their research is based off a tweet from, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, the post like, article from Snopes. It's like, you realize Snopes is not credible. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. All right, so let's let's uh, pivot back into fitness because I like the title of your, you know, the be your best daily philosophy, you know, and just going back to what we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about, it's, it's, it's about that. So if you're out and about and you're having conversations with someone and like, it doesn't have to turn ugly. Like if, when you're talking about being your best self, yes, I will have this conversation with you, but the best version of me is going to have this conversation. I'm not going to let the inner suppressed hood rat surface because you know, I may not agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. Clapping you know, on every word. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's like I don't have. Okay, so this is what you think. Cool. And even when it comes to fitness, you can say keto. Some people swear by keto. Other people are like, don't ever do keto. And then there are people who are in the middle. If you want to do it, if it works for you, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. You know. So, so talk talk to me about how. Well, how did you get into your fitness journey? Let's start there. So the fitness journey, the, I think of the quickest way to get to it. I'd always been somebody who was an athlete, athletically inclined from about age eight to about 19. I was in somebody's organized sport at least one season a year, at least one other season of that year, training for it. Uh, I was always somebody who minded what I ate relative to my peers, that is, not nearly to the level I do now. Um, but uh, but so fitness activity, that was never that was just that was like rote habit by the time I was <laughs> fifth grade. Um, but as far as it becoming something that I got paid to do. So as you can see, you know, my my career, the first uh, half of my uh, adult life was was the music business. I was a record exec uh, at one point, actually an artist. Um, Anything in the music business you can think of, for the most part, except for maybe one or two positions I've held, I've done. Whether it's promoter, songwriter, producer, manager, exec, whatever, I've done it all, right? So in that realm, I was known as the fit guy because I was the cat that would order salmon when they were ordering steak. I was the cat that would order juice when they were ordering, you know, liquor or sodas. Uh, you know, I was the guy who had the brown rice and they had the white rice, you know, I was that guy. And I went to the gym with regularity because again, I was an athlete for so long that fall, would, anytime fall would roll around, I just felt like I needed to be doing something. So when I stopped playing sports, like come college, I just started going to the gym. Wasn't really a heavy weight lifter, but you know, I just started going to the gym with regularity and that was my outlet. Or playing this mural, or you know, local sports, mm. whatever. I want, well, sorry, I want you to expand on some, something really quick because one thing I get a lot is like, "Oh well, am I supposed to be the person that's eating a salad while everyone else is eating burgers?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah. <laughs> if you have goals, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know." So just take take me through how that felt being the person everyone's ordering steak, you're order, ordering salmon, like how, like because that's no, be, the level of commitment. I'll be honest, I like steak too. Like I was a cat that would be like, okay, don't give me the potatoes, don't give me the rice, just give me more broccoli. Mm. So it was like lean, maybe not lean, protein and vegetables, you know. So even that in the realm I was in was like, ooh, man, that's different. And then I'll also say this with this caveat, because I must be 100% because I got to keep it real all the time. I sugar addict. So I love dessert. 
So I, so to me, it was like, okay, I'll have it this for dinner, but come dessert. I'm getting yeah. that hot fudge brownie Sunday, boom, boom. But I'll be in the gym tomorrow and burn it all off, which is a fallacy. But you know, but but I, but that was the mentality, and and because people knew that I would get up a cracker dawn and, and go to the gym, everybody would look the other way when I was going ham on Krispy Kreme donuts or whatever the case may be. And we could, but they said, yeah, I was still healthy to them. That, yeah. That's how out of whack, you know, things, <laughs> things had gotten. It's like he can eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts, but because he goes to the gym and drinks water, he's healthy. So, so, um, so for me, the stigma. I'll tell you this: you were talking about this in your, um, in your, in that early moment, that that segue into the show, where you don't like training, but you like the result. Man, y'all be fifty in May, right? When when I'm around people and they're like, "Man, you know, you you're how old? Or you do this? Or you do what?" Those compliments. Me still being able to wear shirts from my sophomore year in, in high school, me still me still being able to wear my Letterman jacket from high school, and it's not just some vintage throwback that I found it. Like it's actually my Letterman jacket. I still have mine too. Yeah, my, it's actually my Letterman jacket. And guys go, yeah. where did you get that vintage jacket? I'm like, it's my jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I'm saying is that always feels good. Like yeah. that, you know, that that you know, I don't I, I'll take whatever anybody's got to say about me eating celery or whatever. Like, look. I can still wear my jacket now and, and being able to perform, being able to just, you know, get up out of bed, get up out of a chair, get up out the car without groaning, you know, touch the, touch the floor, like, you know, standing up, like all that stuff, like that, that matters to me more than anything else. Agree. The activity of my limbs and, and, and the clarity of mind and, you know, not, you know, so far, no wrinkles are great. Man, look, man, I, I, I'll take that all day long. So, so I don't, and I'll say this now that I'm more healthy, than I was in terms of my habits. What I do really enjoy about it is seeing without somebody actually saying something. Let's say you're, you know, pre-COVID, you're at a holiday party and there's a buffet line and everybody goes and they grab in all the sweet stuff and the meats and all that stuff. And I stop at the veggie tray and it's full. And I just start picking all the way to the veggie tray, right? The next person, after the, per- the person who's sitting behind me watching me just break that monotony, almost undoubtedly always says, you know what, can I get those songs? Let me, let me get some too. And so what was a full tray, even though I wasn't the first person in line, by the time I pass it, then everybody behind me goes, then all of a sudden there's no more vegetables left. There's no more fruit left. Yeah. That feels awesome to me. Just in real time, to be able to influence somebody else to make their plate a little healthier than it was. Had, had I just plowed past it and gone straight to the chocolate chip cookies and the dessert tray, they would have done the same thing. But me stopping and making them consider yeah. Then they go, yeah, I, 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 could, I could stand to eat that too. Or me ordering water at the table at a restaurant, and then everybody else orders water too. You know. See, I, I, I want to double down on that because that goes back to what I was saying earlier with the people like, oh, well, I'm going to a function. Like, am I supposed to bring my own food? Am I I'm like, yes, you are. I said, because don't think of it like you're doing something wrong because I guarantee somebody else had the same thought, but they didn't have the confidence to do it. I said, but by you doing it, you're giving them permission to do it the next go round. Because I always tell people, if, if you only make fitness about you, it, it's very easy as human beings for us to quit on ourselves. So if you make it something bigger than yourself, like I tell people when they join, like, do you have a friend or someone else who may be a little worse off than you are that mm-hmm. you can coach? Okay, mm-hmm. you want to lose 15 pounds. Maybe you have a friend that wants to lose 30. And then that person's now going to be 
leaning on you. So now it's not just about you anymore. So now you have to make sure you show up. You have to make sure you're drinking your water. You're getting your veggies. You're getting enough steps in per day. Because it's very easy to say, eh, I don't feel like it. But when somebody else is dependent on you, whole different ballgame. Man, that is beautiful. That is a beautiful methodology. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to bite that. I'll say this. I do have a hack for people when it comes down to eating at special events, special occasions, holidays. And it's very simple if you don't mind. So look at your plate like it's a pie chart, right? Plate's a pie chart. You want 50% of your plate to be whatever the raw food, raw fruit, raw vegetable options are. Typically, you're talking about a veggie tray. Easy way is salad. Just make half 50% of your plate that raw veggie option. If there's fruit there, you can add that too if you want. Boom. Make 25% of your plate the cooked veggie option, even if it's not the healthiest prepared. But if they eat some collard greens, some green bean casserole, whatever it is, do that. That last quarter, if you're really so hell-bent on just not looking like a weirdo, that last quarter, you can go ahead and put a rib, some mac and cheese, whatever it is that other stuff is that you know is not taking you on program, that stuff is taking you off program. Put that in that last quarter. And if you do seconds, you must repeat the exact same ratio. And another caveat, you cannot stack that last quarter with the off-program food. You can't stack that part vertically. Mm-hmm. You can't have like everything <laughs> spread over here and have this pile high with like, yo, nah, <laughs> you're not doing that. But if you do it that way, you won't destroy, demolish all the progress you made coming in. And if you do have any kind of social stigmatization that you feel internally about, it makes it easier to notice, okay, I can still participate and partake, but I'm doing mostly the healthy thing. Because again, you stop and start collecting that salad, another person's going to see that and start collecting that salad and be doing exactly what Robert was talking about yes. in terms of you helping someone else while you're helping yourself. Exactly. Definitely make it more than just just about you. Like mm-hmm. I can't I can't stress that that enough. So I had a guest on maybe about a month ago now. She's also into the health and health and fitness, and she she opened up my eyes to something. And I just want to get your take on it because, like you, I've been an athlete my entire life. So that one time that I let myself go, it was very easy for me to to jump back on the horse do what I had to do. I knocked off 45 pounds in five months and I never looked back again. But what she said was because you felt it before. It's Mm. like you had no problems running back to it because you felt it. She's like, what about the person that's never been an athlete? That's never really been active. They're 40 years old now. And you know, they're borderline diabetic and they need to get their, their life together and all they know is how they feel now Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on that like how do you motivate that person to see something that they've never felt it's so interesting that you say that because you know over the course of the the pandemic i created this program called the six week super you it's actually a 12-week program and what that program does is specifically help people establish fitness as their lifestyle with three pillars it's got this i call it the super trio super facts super foods and super moves super facts just the information the the factoids the scientifically uh derived and conclusive evidence of how things work how your body work how works how nutrition works with it Mm -hmm. and mindset nuggets as well the super foods really the bedrock of it all nutrition how does nutrition work what foods actually contribute to your success when it comes to detoxification when it comes to energy pure energy when it comes to strength building fat burning 
balance, stress relief, what nutrition factors into those components, those six components. And then finally, super moves, obviously workouts, exercises. But these exercises are so are so efficient. They're just get it in, get it out. It's like four minutes sometimes, the shortest workout. Even the longest workout in the program is about 16 minutes long. You get three of those every week. So to your point, what I do to people who have never felt that way before is I educate them. I get them straight on their nutrition and they will see because I've done the research and done and walked through all this for years, decade and a half plus. I, I, I've seen what's worked. Every single client of mine was a case study. And some people came from very dire situations. I've had clients who were high blood pressure um, on four or five high blood pressure meds that were off their meds by the time we were done. I've had people who were type two diabetics off insulin. I've had people, I mean, this sounds radical and I, and I want to clarify that I work with doctors on this, but I've had clients HIV positive and boom, go undetectable. Wow. All from nutrition and proper, proper education and exercise. So what I do, and if anybody's interested, feel free to just you know hit me up and, and we can talk about your situation and if the program works for you or not. But how how I how I help people who have never felt that way before is I introduce them, I, I, I wade them into the water. They've got to trust. They've got to trust. And I'm telling you, I don't ask every, I don't ask people to trust me because that's just if you gotta ask someone to trust you, it already indicates that they don't. But I will ask you to believe me. I will you ask them to believe me. And we will talk and through the course of our conversation, you will I'll get to the nitty gritty of what the real issues are with you, both both in terms of whatever your physical issues are. But what are the what are the historical issues? There might be some situations, circumstances you talked about. You know, we talked about your life challenges. There's certain challenges that will all of a sudden be the wake up moment. For me, the wake up moment was my dad, my dad, who looks looks healthy, you know, smaller than me. Ran every single day, rain, snow, shine, whatever. You know, we talked about the cold, you know, before the show. <laughs> yeah. He was running in all of that stuff. And yet he had high blood pressure. We didn't know it. And it almost took him out. I watched him flatline a number of times in like a 10 day span. And it came out of nowhere seemingly. But once that happened, it was like, oh, wait, hold up. Because for me, I'm looking at him and going, we share DNA. You know, we both thought we were eating healthy. We both thought that we were active people. You would have never looked at him and said, oh, yeah, you're going to be one of those high blood pressure cancers. You're going to die. No. So and as I'm seeing that happen back then, I'm looking at my cholesterol numbers tick up just a little bit. I told you I had a mean Krispy Kreme habit. It was not a dessert that I don't know or like. Let me tell you that right now. So I'm sitting there like, ah, all right. Uh, and the doctor's looking at me because I always look like this. Let me be clear. I always look like this. So the doctor's looking at me. He's going, look, I can tell you care about your body. Yeah. So before I put you on meds, I'm just going to let you know, you might want to change something about what you eat. And him giving me that grace period was the beginning. But what I started to see, so I walked through this thing, not even feeling unhealthy, but seeing the numbers statistically say I'm unhealthy, watching the prototype of me, <laughs> you know, 30 days ahead, starting to kind of clock out. And I was like, that can't happen to neither one of us. Yes. So when it comes to people who've never felt healthy, understand that I can tell you how specifically you can start to feel healthy in literally 11, 14 days. And just like investing money, once you start putting the money in, you start to see interest in this and, 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 and or the stock starting to rise, you get more geeked about investing more. And so showing you the little wins, the incremental wins, the daily wins, you being your best daily, showing you how to do that on a daily incremental level 
That's how I get people who've never felt healthy before all of a sudden feeling great. I mean, nothing is better to me. I'll tell you one of the best testimonials a client inadvertently gave me one time. He came in, he came in to the session, was just like excited. Man, Goody. I was like, what? He's like, I got out, man, I, I got out the car, I didn't make no noise. I was just like, what? <laughs> I got out the car, I didn't make any Love noise. It. I said, what do you mean, man? What do you mean? He's like, like literally when I get out the car, like I either groan or grunt or something. And man, I just got out the car today. Love it. And he was ecstatic. And I sat and thought about that for a second. And I was just like, wow. I think what made me think about it was I was around somebody who was getting out of car and it was all like sounding like yeah. Mickey. I was like, oh, 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 check me out. Oh, you know, I was just kind of like, oh. I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. But the fact that this guy had normalized that and then also for the first time just got up of his own volition, it was revelatory to him. And so I love those stories. I love creating those stories. I specialize in creating those stories. So anybody who hasn't felt healthy ever, Understand what I'm saying you still can. The body is always looking to rectify. The body is always looking to balance. The body is always looking to find equilibrium. That's, you know, so, you know, when it gets, you know, that, that's just the way it works. We get hot, the body starts to sweat to try to get you cooler. The body's always trying to do it. We just got to, as we get older in life, what we've got to do is we've got to push it in that direction more so. When we yes. were younger, it would just happen automatically. When my, when my daughter was a baby, she scratched her face, and that joint would heal up like Wolverine in two seconds. I fall on, I, I took a spill taking a jog a couple of months ago. I still got the scab. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's just the way it works. Yeah. So along those lines with the stories, I always say, I mean, I mean yeah, you know, when people get on the scale and, and they have success, you know, I celebrate the success with them. We do measurements and, you know, waistline is down, biceps are up, so on. And so it's like, like those are, to, to me, those are good side effects, <laughs> side effects of getting healthy. But when it's, those other things like performance based. Like I had this woman, she started with me. She had pins in her ankles from two two ankle surgeries. Hmm. And I remember her very first day, we were doing squats, and you know, I come over to her because she was doing something different. I was like, um, I said squats. And she got really snotty and was like, I can't squat. And I was like, A, tone it down. <laughs> and I was like, why can't you squat? And so she's telling me about the blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, so when's the last time you tried to squat? And because I showed her, I have a probably about a six and a half inch scar on my left knee. And I was like, you see the scar? I said, doctors, someone with a PhD, someone who went to school for a very long time, told me I would never run a jump again. I said, and now I'm not telling you to not listen to your doctor, but I'm telling you to believe in the power of you. I said, so mm -hmm. if you want to squat again, we can start taking steps or you can just believe in your head that you can't do it anymore. Like the choice is yours. Right. And so by the end of that class, I had her, she did 30 squats with the TRX, you know, so I oh, gave wow, the yeah. TRX just to watch the range of motion because not looking to hurt her, you know, right. but, but, but she, like she wasn't even trying to do it. So I told her, I was like, I, I was told I'd never want to jump again. And I just hung up my 160th medal. Since that diagnosis, I said, so the power is within you to make this happen. And so where it all came full circle, I sent my clients out for a run around the building. Mm. And so she was the last one to come back, but she comes back. She's got tears in her eyes. And she said, I made it the whole way without stopping. 
That's yeah, that's that's what it's all about, man. That's what I said. The fact that you are last, I could care less. Don't even matter, you know. I said you finished, you did it, you know. It's it's like you defied the odds from your two ankle surgeries. Like you weren't supposed to be able to do this, but the human spirit cannot be stopped. It can't be stopped in biology, man. We're created. I mean, the body is such a wickedly intelligent machine, and it's so efficient. And the thing is. It'll 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 shut certain systems off if they feel like okay we don't need that. Yes. If you if you're telling your body you don't need fill in the blank your brain whatever the case may be it'll just shut that off and say let's just direct that energy to the things you do need. Mm-hmm. That's why some people are so proficient at one thing but can't you know do others because the the body and the brain will just target its its energy where you put it. So we can teach our body. That's why it's called training. You know we yes. can train our bodies <laughs> to do so many things and 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 this is this countless stories of people who didn't take their didn't do their first 5k until they were 65 years old yeah didn't start weightlifting until they were 70 and now they're competing and nationally recognized these things happen all the time and and they can be you we, like we all have that superhero in us we all have that yes. super you we all have that super you in us i always say we work up to our to our expectation with whatever your expectation is, that's what you work to. So like I tell people in my accountability group, get at least 10,000 steps per day. I said, just at least. And I'll look at the food journal, like they put everything on their journals and it'd be like 10,005, 10,010, 10,020. Like those are the people that are doing what the expectation is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what my expectation. Then you have the other ones, 15,000, 17,000, 21,000, because they have a higher expectation of themselves. Right. See, and, and I was saying that's what separates the people that, that go on to have great transformations and the ones that take a lot longer. Because like, like if you tell your cousin, I want you to do A, B, C, D, and then they do A, B, C, D, like they're doing what, what you ask, but you're not going above and beyond just like in athletics it's like yes i go to my track practices but i also stay at half an hour later and work on technique i work on my my form i work on drills like i was constantly doing stuff more than everyone else and then i was able to, to reach all american status and then mm-hmm. you hear people say oh well you're just naturally talented it's like right. i can slap you right now right, right, <laughs> it's right. Like i, I mean- put in work every yeah. single day every above day. what is what is expected of me and that's the interesting thing especially when we talk from athlete to athlete yeah i was telling somebody this the other day i remember being like a younger more arrogant athlete where i would just size people up on site me too i just get get to the line and be like <laughs> I'm smoke you, I'm smoke you, I'm smoke you. you know <laughs> and then i remember the first time one of those cats just smoked me mm. and i was just sitting there like dumbfounded like what in the world and I, and from the, and it was humbling but it was yeah. like okay got to work you know and and some of it is some of it is a combination of natural gifting and its application on that natural gifting i mean there are very few people who are great like great as a matter of fact if someone's great and they and they have the self awareness to realize they're great the one thing they know is that they can be better yes so no matter how good they are, they go, uh, you know, okay, I'm cool, but I could be better. You know, like, like I said, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, those guys. And Chris was known to be rehearsing like for hours and hours and mm. hours and hours. And you'd be like, but dude, like you came out, your first album, you played every instrument at like 16, 17 years old. And so to think about it, from there, to think about that, like the peak album in his career in terms of sales was his fifth or sixth album. And he was still making music, mm. you know, 30 albums later. 
You know, it's like because the guys who know the guys and gals that know that they're great know they can be great term. Yes. You know, and, 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 and I cannot think of too many people who were legitimately great, recognized as great, who didn't still work on that craft day in, day out. The ones who didn't work on it are people you go, oh, man, remember boom, boom, boom? He was the man in high school. Oh, he used to kill it in college. He had a great rookie season. That first song, that first book, that first, you know, his first term, whatever it is, like, you know, there's a, there's a stop to it. The yes. ones who are great will always keep lying just more bricks for their greatness. And they're, and, and, and they're not intimidated by those who are coming up behind them because they're like, look, I'm, I'm going to keep ahead of you. As long as I'm here, yes. I'm still going that way. You know, they're not intimidated by, by what's around them. They're not, yes. they're not influenced negatively by the external pressures and stresses that we talked about because yes. they have a drive within themselves. And again, everybody doesn't have that. Everybody doesn't, isn't born wired with that. And for those of you watching, listening, who aren't, understand that you do have resources that can help you unlock that stuff. It's one of the things I specialize in, so feel free to hit me. Yeah, see, and people don't have to be competitive to do that, you know, to just right. work on your skills every day. It's like, yes, as athletes, yeah, we do it trying to beat our 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 uh, opponents, mm -hmm. you know, like trying to beat our opponents. So, like, I still compete in track and field now at 47, you know, it'd be what what um, what 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 events? I do high jump, long jump, hundred, two hundred discus. Oh man! If you don't mind me asking, what's your two hundred time right now? Honestly, I have no idea because I'm at the stage where I just race to win. So oh, wow! So once I'm in the lead, like I I, I don't even go back and look at my time. Huh. <laughs> like I, I honestly don't. So I thought if I had to guess, if I win all out. Maybe 24, 25. Ooh, you still, you still you cooking? Yeah, still cooking? yeah, I'm pretty, pretty quick. You're still so, cooking, man. Yeah, man. my last hundred I think, I would blow out, I think I would blow out both hamstrings and my groin trying <laughs> to 24 right now. Yeah, my last hundred meters was 11.3. Jeez, yeah, you cooking, that was my, man. my fastest one, yeah. And then, you, you know, same, same thing with the high jump and the long jump. I just jumped far, far enough to win. Like, I, I didn't even right. know. Because after three knee surgeries, like, I don't try to push it. And, right. you know, there's not a lot of people around here anyway, in the Northeast, there's not a lot of people my age that's still doing the high jump. So I win yeah, a lot yeah, of these yeah. meets that's, on that's smart. one or two jumps, you know, that's one smart. or two I jumps. I need to find some like javelin or something. Yeah. So like I still do do the discus. Now, now it's funny. Earlier today at my gym, I was working on my, my discus form. And one of my girls is like, uh, when's the competition? <laughs> I said, uh, August 2nd. It's like, it's January. I said once again, that's the difference between the champions and the competitors. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, so, like, and I'm doing my drills with with a ten pound weight plate. The yeah. discus is four point four pounds. Right. You know, so by the time August comes around, I'll be able to fling that thing. You wow. Know, but, but, yeah, man. But that's I'm, the preparation. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Me too. I love track. But but that's the thing. Even with people in the fitness goals, like the ones who are that meticulous. No, because like as an athlete, I always think my competition's training. Mm. I was like, so I have to train. Because like if somebody beats me just because they beat me, I can accept that. But like I'm not gonna just sleep on people, half-ass my training towards the end, and then be like, no, it's like I beat myself. But if I train myself between now and then, and someone's just better than me on that day, cool. But the same thing with fitness. It's like I do the things that I have to do on a daily basis. 
like actually like, going to what you were saying earlier my nephew he just turned 25 mm-hmm. and we were playing basketball over the summer and uh just like you were saying about working on your craft you know so like when i was 21 i was above the rim you know i had a 40 plus inch vertical you know so i, I didn't need any of these fancy moves or anything because i could just jump over people so mm-hmm. you know being a high jumper and so now that i'm older i'm much more of a student of the game you know, like I know how to break down the defense. I know how to look at their habits, you know, and use their habits against them. Like I'm a much more methodical player now. So anyway, so I'm playing with my nephew now. He's never beat me in a one-on-one game, never. Mm. And so I said to him, so this was just before I turned 47. So I was like, dude, how's it feel to get beat by a 46-year-old? He's like, Uncle Rob, you're 46? <laughs> he's like, no way. He's right. His exact words. He goes, right. how are you that fast at 46? Right. Because right. <laughs> I, I ain't your average 46 year old. <laughs> yeah, it is, brother. And so, and to your point, you mentioned this before about us being competitive by, by nature as athletes. And what I'll say, not even in contrast to that, but when it comes to people's fitness, that's one of the toughest things. Like, like track was always the hardest sport to me of all the sports mm-hmm. I played because it was just me versus yes. me in the clock. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are other people, but depending on the heat, depending on the race, mm. I was racing against myself in preparation. I was racing against myself sometimes in from heat to heat. So sometimes you literally like get on the track and you just got to run the time and it's just you yeah. oh, open track. So yeah. when it comes to fitness, it's a lot like that, where it's a lot of you versus you. And so, and so in that though, the goal in that for people who aren't necessarily self-motivated self-driven is like all you have to do is improve upon yourself so first day first day measurements with clients is, is always like an interesting time because cats are embarrassed they don't want to take yes. the picture they don't and i'm like you don't you understand that the worse you look and the heavier you are or the more body fat you have whatever the stat that we're trying to change is the worse that stat is right now the better because tomorrow we will be this much better. And then the next week will be that much better. And the next month will be this much better just because this is you at your baseline. I'm not gonna say your worst, this is you at your baseline. And we're gonna take this number and we're always gonna reflect back on our previous number. So number to number, we just look, do we go up or do we go down? Okay, we if we went down, let's fix it so we can go back up. We went up, let's maintain that so we can go up again. And we just keep going and keep trending. And again, that's part of that whole mantra of being your best daily because if you're your best today, right? If you purposely do something, just, man, I had my best day today. You replicate that seven times, you've had your best week. If you replicate that four times, you've had your best month. If you replicate that 12 times, you've had your best year. If you replicate that 10 times, you've had your best decade. If you replicate that a hundred times, you've had your best century. You get what I'm saying? Like that's the way it works. And let's say you trip up somewhere along the way, stop, reset, start over. Yes. Right. So that's how we can, that's how we can help folks who don't necessarily burn for it or don't necessarily aren't self-motivated, just in incremental steps. You know, the quickest way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. See, and, and I'm glad you said that. Cause I say that on this show a lot, like just because like Sunday I had pizza and wings, you know, then mo- I started Monday with the shake. Then I had a salad loaded with veggies for lunch. I got plenty of water in, you know, it's like, it's it's okay to be a human being, yeah, you know. It's it, it's, it's okay as long as you just plan, 
you know, plans. Like you don't want to compound the way you're having IHOP for breakfast and then pizza for lunch and then Chinese food for dinner. It's, it's I tell like, people you all the time, man, yeah. you can be a human being, you can do that kind of stuff, but just do it one time. When you understand like a super fact, when you understand that off-program foods. So for me, I have on-program food, off-program food, because again, I love food. So I'm not yeah. a vegan, I'm not a vegetarian, although I look and act like one most of the time, but I'm not a vegan, I'm not a vegetarian. I wanna be very clear and respectful to that population. But what I am saying is this, I know what foods will take me towards my goal. I know what foods will take me away from my goal. Yes. Now, if you take any foods that take you away from your goal, usually stick in your system, super fat, usually stick in your system 48 to 72 hours. Any foods that take you towards your goal typically will go in and through your system in 24 hours or less. If you drink a whole bunch of water right now, you're not going to be holding on to that water till three days from now. In a couple of hours, you're going to have to go to the bathroom, right? You eat a big salad, you're not going to be holding on to that salad till, you know, throughout the weekend. Tomorrow morning, you know, take a dump, it's coming out. You know, you eat a burger, that thing's going to stick with you. Eat some pasta, it's going to stick with you. So I'm not criminalizing any foods, but I'm just telling you, depending on what your goals are, understand how that works. And then, like you said, plan accordingly. Okay, it's my anniversary this weekend. Okay, I'm going to do that. Just do that. Jump and be on program all the way into it. Be on program coming out of it. Your stat might stick for one measurement, but then it'll go right back to doing what it was doing before and being back in order. You know, being healthy does not mean, you know, being boring, being broke, being monotonous. I just gave you the 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 hack of half a plate, quarter plate, quarter plate. There's different ways to actually still be a human being. And to be honest, like you and I both have expressed separately, we love results. I love putting I love putting money in the bank, not because I don't like spending money, but because I love seeing more money in my bank account. Yeah. Right. So it's like in that same regard, if I know that to keep in a six, eight pack. If I know that's a stay wrinkle free means juicing this, eating that, ju running this, I'm gonna do those things because I love that payback. Yes. Right? And you will too. You will too. And doing it with food. It's like, I had like what, pretty much most of what you just shared. I just had that talk yesterday with mm. some of my clients at the gym. Cause, Cause I tell them to have results, you need to go three levels of one three levels. You have what you want. You say, I want to lose 15 pounds. Then you have what you really want. I really want pizza this weekend. But then you have what you really, really want. I want to get back into those pants that are in my closet. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so you got to get to that third level. What do you really, really want? Then in that moment, make your decision. No, because if you just say, I want to lose 15 pounds, but I mean, I don't look that bad. But like I said earlier, as human beings, it's very easy for us to talk ourselves out of stuff. It's very easy. Or, or, your, country, or your friend can just say, oh, you look fine. One right, is not right. But no, but when you get to what you really, really want, like I had a track meet coming up at the end of the month. And so like I'm working on my drills and stuff in between class and everyone, everyone's like, no, you're constantly doing stuff. I said, because I'm not training to compete in this track meet. Like I'm training to win, win this track meet. You know, so like what I want, yes, I'm grateful that I'm healthy enough to compete. What I really want is to dominate. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, so that drives my action. So I tell people, so what do you really, really want? Like if, you, if, if you've had those pants in your closet for five years, holding on to them for the hopes of getting into them, that has to drive your decisions. And that's where you're going to step by what you want in the short term so you can get what you really want in the long term. And all that short term stuff 
I promise every single ear that is listening to us right now, it will be there. It will be there. When you've hit your goal weight, when you've hit your target body fat, when you've gotten into that pair of jeans that you want to wear, guess what will be still waiting for you right over there? Whatever that thing is, it, it'll be there. This is America. We've been, I've seen us go through pandemic, recession, all that stuff. You know what I have never seen? McDonald's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. I saw a cat get McDonald's delivered to the building. The, call right. somebody DoorDash to deliver McDonald's. And this is not to diss McDonald's. I'm just saying, you ever had cold fries? You my my son, my oldest son does that. Drives me I'm insane. Like, of all the foods you could have delivered, McDonald's. So all I'm saying, not to diss McDonald's, I'm saying that that we live in that world. You can get McDonald's anytime you want. What yep. you can't get anytime you want is your health. What you can't, when that stuff goes but so far and you're sitting flatlining like my dad was, thank God he's all yep. right now. But, yep. you know, you don't know what you, you don't know if you're going to be able to recover from that. You know, we, we talk about the pandemic era, you know, you talk about to vax or not to vax, all this kind of stuff. Do you know the, the first and foremost thing that that virus did? It went straight to everybody who wasn't healthy. Yeah, true. And some of these people thought they were healthy. Thought that because they felt healthy. They, they didn't know. They didn't, they didn't go to the doctor. They didn't know what their sugar levels were. They didn't know if they were pre-diabetic. They didn't know any of that kind of stuff. And yeah. COVID came and took them out. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, wow, we thought he was healthy. Yeah, he did too. So what I'm saying is know you're healthy. That's the biggest, that's that's the first front line of all this. That's the that, that's what makes you the least vulnerable from the beginning. Be healthy, legitimately healthy. Not just, oh man, I just, you know, took this herb supplement and, you know, I should be, nah, like be legitimately, fundamentally healthy. It protects you from so much. And, I, and again, I don't promise you long life. I, I, I you know, I might step yeah. out this door right now and fall down the elevator shaft. Got yeah. it. You know, but what I will promise you is that what I offer, what we offer is, quality of life. You, you're going to spend the best days. You're going to be your best daily following programs and, pro, and, and protocols that I present in my six-week super you program. And I forgot to mention, you can go to sixweeksuperu.com or just actually bypass all that middleman stuff. Just DM me. Find me on Facebook at BYBD Fitness or uh, on Instagram at K-U-T-I-M-A-C-K, my name. And just direct message me. Tell me that you heard me here. I'll give you a free consultation just to line you up and give you and make you better after that conversation than you were before the conversation. And if indeed the program's for you and you're interested in that kind of stuff, we can engage that way too. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Yeah, like with that too, it helps people heal. Cause like, like I told you, I still compete in track and field. I'm in a volleyball league that plays on Saturdays. But in the spring, summer and fall, I do softball and volleyball. Now I'm organizing a flag, a flag football team now. Man, and you know, I, I still play basketball, but you, you can't tell I've had seven surgeries. See, I'm so afraid of surgery that I, that's why I stopped playing ball because everybody I know, professionals included, um, at this stage, this is like that Achilles age. This is that. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm in awe of you, like Thank honestly. You. Like, you know, I just, well, after that first one. You know, and again, cause that first one was where I was told I'd never run a jump again. So coming mm. back from that one just shot my confidence through the roof. But what my physical therapist said was because your body was so strong, you were able to make a full recovery. Mm. She's like, so if you were someone who wasn't nearly as active as you are or as healthy as you are, 
it's a, a solid probability that you wouldn't have gotten it back. And I actually ran into someone, I think I was at a Target, who had the same injury I had because mm. while I was still recovering, you know, I still had my brace on. And so he's like, oh, what happened? You know, I told him what happened. He's like, oh, that happened to me. And he could only bend his leg like that far. He's oh, like, wow. well, he's like, this is what you have to look forward to. And I said, I already have full range. <laughs> you know, I said, so <laughs> I was like, so don't try to put your shortcoming on me because oh, yeah, I already yeah, don't, have. Don't put, your, don't put your loser ways on me, huh? Yeah, nah, I was like great. six months ahead of schedule at that point, <laughs> like six months ahead. But again, I share that just to say because when your body is strong, when you're nourishing it with the right things, your body can heal itself. You know, just think about people that break an arm. It's like, yeah, I know sometimes they'll have to have surgery to reset it. But the healing part, the body does the healing. Like I said, the body is always looking to heal. It's just that we give it signals that tell it healing is not important. You know, we give it input that says, ah, that's not important. I'm I'm not worried about being healthy. I'm not worried about living longer. I'm not living. I'm not worried about mobility. But, you know, like like strength can kind of come and go. Yeah. But like flexibility once you if you teach it to your body and remind your body about flexibility it never stops being flexible yeah it's when you stop doing it that that matter of fact stopping period is what ages you in any level think about it if you stop listening to hip-hop in 1990 right Mm -hmm. then when you talk about hip-hop you sound old if you stop (laughs) you stop you know worrying about what jeans were hot in 1983 you know, if you stop worrying about haircuts in 2000, you know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's certain things that will, you know, there's, there's vintage, like my key, like, you know, my roads is vintage. That's cool. But what I'm saying is, you know what I mean? Like if you, if the way, if, 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 the, if the cut of your t-shirt echoes 2001, people can tell. People can tell when the last time you bought clothes. So what I'm saying is when you stop anything, you stop paying attention, when you stop reading when you stop, you know, paying attention to what's going on politically, whatever, wherever you stop, that's where you get old at that. So yeah. the body is always looking to regenerate. It's just that we've got to give it the signals. And the further along in life we get, you know, you talk about you're 47, I'll be 50. The further along in life you get, you have to actually input nutrition that tells your body it's cool to regenerate. It's cool to stay wrinkle free. It's cool to be young. It's cool to be active. You got to do that with activity. You got to do that with education. You got to do that with food, super food, super facts, super moves. Yes. And, and it's about telling yourself, I can do this. So I, I train, I train my, my clients for a lot of like Spartan races, tough mutters, those, those types of things. So I put up a new obstacle the other day and I keep, I keep telling people, I said, so as far as me coaching you, if you can get to the second ring, you can get to the last ring mm-hmm. because the form is the same. I was like, it, it's going to hurt your hands. It's going to burn your forearms. It's the question is how much of it can you endure? Mm-hmm. And I said, it's kind of like doing a wall sit. I was like, physically, I'm probably not stronger than any of you because technically I work out. 20 minutes, 20 minutes or so a day, maybe 25. Right. You guys are in here 45 minutes and I'm really kicking your ass. You know, so it's like you guys like strong, but I suffer better than you. Mm-hmm. I said that's the difference. If we get on that wall and we do a wall set, I ain't coming down till you drop. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just I have that in my mindset that I will take this ass kicking. And I so it. I said, so when you get up to that obstacle and you get to two rings and you let go, I have nothing to teach you. 
You know, like going back to my teachable moment, it's within you now. So like I taught you how to get up there. I taught you how to set your feet. It's up to you to go now. And yeah. that's how I feel when I do transformation programs too. You know, we do the initial way in, we do the initial weight. I'll give my little rah-rah speech. I'll put everybody in the private Facebook group. We'll give them meal plans. We'll go over the meal plans. Like, now you have to work. <laughs> it's like, I did my part. Now you yeah. have to show up to the gym. It's like, you have to prep your food. You have to drink enough water. You know, it's like, you can't look to me to be your sole source of inspiration. Because what if something something happens to me? Right. <laughs> you know, that so, so it's my job. To put you on the bus, to outfit the bus, give you everything you need on the bus for safety, but you got to drive that baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I and I've definitely been the bleeding heart, you know, coach and trainer, where it's just like I'm pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling. And recently, I had to kind of learn, like, okay, you know, sometimes it's just not, it just it's not, and it's not because the information I'm giving is bad. I'm telling you, I know yeah. it works. Like I've, I've got miracle after miracle after miracle mm-hmm. of testimonials. But you know, so when it's not jiving with somebody, I'm like, wow, okay, it just it just ain't the time, you know. And sometimes yeah. some people have to do that. Some people have to step away and to come back. Some people they never come back, and I wish them the yeah. best. I'm always still here for them. But yeah, it is one of those things that you know it's just it, it sucks because in 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 our game, you know, helping we wouldn't be in this if we didn't want to help people. Yeah. And I know that just for me, my purpose in life is to help people. You know, Crazy. before anything else, it's like I'm here to help. You know, so so that said, you know, but it is it, it's tough when you can't help them all. One of the biggest lessons I learned, I went out to Fitness Business Summit in California. This was back in 2014, I believe. And I was able to get on the hot seat because I, I was a thousand people. I like bum rushed the stage. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm getting this hot seat with this guy. Mm-hmm. And I told him that that, you know, I I don't like rejection. You know, especially if I'm talking to someone and they're getting emotional mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, you know, and I'm thinking like I went through the program beautifully. I shared my own story of overcoming, letting myself go and how I got back on track. Like I related with them. It's like, you know, they looked me in my eye and everything, but but then they just didn't join. Like, like and that hurts my soul. And he says, he's like, listen, he's like, what you're doing is making a difference in the lives of people who are ready to receive it. He's like, if they are not ready to receive it, that's not a reflection on you, provided you you did a proper job of selling your solution to their problem. Right. He's like, once you do that, it's up to them to take the step. You know, he's exactly like, you, so. you can't, he's, he's like, how many things have you saw where you were like, I could use that. And you didn't immediately pull the trigger. I right. Like, and and I guy. always I always look at it from and yeah. that comes back to what we were talking about earlier in the, in the conversation, yeah. like just being open and empathetic to the fact that, you know, somebody can think the exact opposite. You know, somebody yeah. if if that wasn't the case, I would be the only. Coach, nutritionist, trainer on the planet. But I'm not, you know, there's a bunch of other people out there and there's a bunch of other people who are having success and influence and they don't look like me. You know, they don't look, they're not as active as you. There's a bunch of people. So there's something for, 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 there's something for everyone, but the people who actually do gravitate to you and your methodology, me and my methodology, by all means, with open arms, welcome you and love to help you. Yeah. Like I tell people too, then then we'll, we'll bring this down. 
Like I tell people, you know, when people inbox me, I got one just today. Like they inbox me and they're like, how much are your programs? I'm like, you don't even know yeah. what it is I do. It's like, yeah. what are you looking for? I'm like, how do I know I can even help you? It's right. like, you didn't give me any information here. And so like what I always tell people, I mean, do I believe I'm the best at what I do? Of course I do. Do you believe you're the best at what you do? Of course you do. That's like, right. it's like, if no, you shouldn't be doing it. But, right. but I also know I am the best for the people that need my approach because mm-hmm. my approach is very straightforward. It's like, I don't sugarcoat. I'm very blunt. And if I have to cuss at you, I will. <laughs> like, and, see, like, and see, and so, and I'm the good cop. I'm the one that's yeah. just like, I'm the whisperer. I'm just like, yo. Yeah. This, man. <laughs> see, that this, ain't man. me. <laughs> man, don't even look. Don't even, don't even I'm, I'm that one. I'm, I, I get low and quiet and intimate. Like, yo. Check, check <laughs> one of my girls today, she was on the uh, gymnastics rings and I'm videotaping her. And now I'm on the video. She got all the way across and she like I have a cowbell at the end of the rings. She hit the cowbell like this. So even though she got across, I said, what the hell was that? I'm like, that's <laughs> not how we hit that bell. I'm like, you just got across the rings. You smashed that thing. And let right. everybody in this gym know you just got across that bell. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but 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 that's a perfect example of the two different styles. Precisely. So the people listening right now, someone just heard what you said and was like, I need his style. Someone right. just heard what I said and said, I need his style. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's the beauty of that it. It is cool. Yes. When, cool. when I first started this, people people were, were asking me, because like, I think it was like within my first 10 guests, I think I had three or four other fitness professionals. And people were inboxing me like, why are you bringing a competition onto your show? I'm like, this, is, mm-hmm. this, is, this has nothing to do with competition. I said, there's billions of, un- of out-of-shape people out there billions i said and i know not everyone needs my style i said so if someone who's in my audience can benefit from your expertise by all means i want them to go to you if if it can help them get to where they they need to be you know so just like like you you said you know you're not the only coach i'm not the only coach you know to the gym up the road they're not the only coach so it's like the more people, so so do I, you know. So like the more people that we can just share our message to, that's that's great. It's great exactly. for both of us. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's the yeah. thing. And and there's a zillion ways. And like I said, I always, I like I said, I am more interested in people who do things differently than me than I am people who do things like me. Yes. It just I I, I the thing that I think has expanded my repertoire and allowed me to last as long as I have and be successful as I have is because I'm always open to. The next legit idea yes yeah it's like my my empathetic side comes out like behind closed doors mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll do like an accountability call and then i'll go through and i'll listen to everyone and 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 i'll pour into them you know like that's where the motivational rob comes out mm-hmm. but when we're in the fire it's like when we're in the fire i need your a game i don't want to hear that you're tired i don't want to hear you didn't sleep well like I like I don't hit. If you walk in those doors, I need a hundred percent out of you. You know, yeah. funny thing you asked me in the green room was like, "How would my best friend describe me?" And oh, yeah. the answer 